Opening on the 11th of January uh, this year at the Soulbound Theatre will be Blood and Ice by Liz Lockhead, a play, uh, Liz Lockhead's first published play, about Mary Shelley and the creation of the Frankenstein legend. Its director, Sabrina Poole, is with, with me here today. Hello, Sabrina. Hello. How's it going? Good, thank you. You're you. open in two days, so uh, are you, pa- <laughs> you panicking yet? Are you, uh... Uh, not too much. Um, thankfully, this play has uh, progressed at such a level that they're at a point where they can actually go up. It's just a few little kinks to get out of the way. They've got to get used to the sound and the lights and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. having audience in. Um, but they're all there. We had a nice long break for Christmas. Of course. So uh, once his audience is in, what, what can they expect? What, what, what might they learn about Mary Shelley that they didn't already know? Um, I think a lot of people know Mary Shelley and the Frankenstein myth, the, the famous 1816 night on Lake Geneva. That mm-hmm. is immortalised in literary legend. What they don't know is uh, the bit that happened before, the bit that happened after. Um, so the play covers 1816 to 1824 mm-hmm. um, with frequent flashbacks between um, 1824 and then back to Mary's memories. Um, so they have to be prepared, ready to to go back and forth quite a lot. Sure, non-linear, that's, that's cool. It's, I we, know, we, it goes, we, goes crazy. We, we can dig it, it's fine. <laughs> um, they see her relationship with uh, Claire Claremont, her half-sister. Sure, the first uh, literary groupie in history, I believe. Yes, um, you see a lot of Claire's groupiness uh, with Byron <laughs> uh, in this. We've ramped that up a bit. Um, and you see her relationship, particularly with Byron, um, and the difference between Byron and Shelley. And I think audiences will start to see how much of her life affected her writing of Frankenstein. Mm. Um, and it is... I mean, I knew Frankenstein beforehand. I knew Mary beforehand. Um, not personally, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew a story of her life, but before doing this play, you never quite realise how much it interlinks. Sure. Because in many ways, I mean, how old was Mary when she wrote Frankenstein? Um, she started writing it when she was 17. Yeah. And then it was first published when she was 18, 19. And that was kind of like the what she became known for um, without anything else, it was kind of the high point of her career. I mean, yes, her much. subsequent novels are, are kind of a bit forgotten these days. So, yeah, I mean, the play references um, the Last Man, sure, which is another play of hers, which is actually a very fascinating um, story, um, very very suitable for this for this period of mm-hmm. this time we're in now um, about a, a man who um, is, is tw- set in twenty seventy three. Um, Can you a, imagine? A plague has spread over um, over over the world. Um, but yeah, she's not known for that. It's a wonderful book, but she is only really known for Frankenstein and actually the effect that it had on her life. Sure. Um, is while even when she was alive is something that really kind of deeply affected her. Yeah, because her life kind of reads a bit like kind of a, a gothic novel in itself. She was kind of haunted by um, well, her, her her mother Mary Wollstonecraft. Shelley was a uh, Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin, I should say. Sorry. <laughs> Was uh, killed in childbirth, giving birth to her? Yeah, so she developed, um, I think it was septic fever, because they didn't mm-hmm. deliver the placenta and, uh, and died um, quite violently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that haunted her father, of course, who was already a fairly kind of uh, precarious, somewhat unusual guy. Yes, and to, and to live in the shadow of her mother, who was such a famous author, who um, had such an effect and people really admired. Mm-hmm. And to live in that shadow. Um, and then obviously when she was uh, 16, her her half-sister, Fanny, um, committed suicide. Yep. Which um, not many people know about Fanny, mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, although some people reckon that it's because she was so in love with Shelley. Yeah. Distraught over the loss. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of the play deals with um, kind of child death, miscarriage, because Mary did suffer quite a lot 
I won't give away to how much. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. She suffered that. She, obviously, she lost so many people in her life. Mm. And she there's a very moving scene in the play, which Emma Stevenson, who, played, who is my Mary, does so well, um, where she just talks about, she's talking about the book mm-hmm. and about her life, and it crosses over about how she just keeps going on. Yeah, and she exactly. keeps surviving. And the one thing that will not die is her book. Yeah, because the book is all about the guy who's being like chased to the ends of the earth by this thing he can't escape. Yes. And I think Mary Shelley was kind of a lot like that. She was always kind of trying to stay ahead of this this yeah. kind of gloom and despair and just this kind of weird fate that kind of uh, was held over her. There's a very there's a very interesting parallel that Lockhead draws in the book where um Mary she talks about how she tries to kill the monster in the book. Mm. She says I never I never thought of drowning you in the ocean. And uh, my assistant stage manager, another Emma. <laughs> there are many Emmas in my play. Um pointed out that as well as how her husband died um she- Percy Shelley's first wife Harriet drowned herself absolutely she yeah. pointed out a, a parallel there that Mary didn't think to kill her creature by the way that someone in her life died oh yeah that's good I like that when she said it I thought that's, that's very good <laughs> yeah, you got the right person there <laughs> I, I, think, must, yeah. I must credit her for that that wasn't me <laughs> so um, you're directing this play now in mm-hmm. 2018 yes. it's 200 years and a week since the publication of Frankenstein it is is this why uh, it's kind of piqued your interest now um, yes, it was. When they, when we sort of looking at plays to um, put through, I I knew Frankenstein was going to be a big year, mm-hmm. and I knew a lot of people were going to do um, Frankenstein. Sure. Or yeah, there's a film of Mary Shelley's life coming out at some point yes. this year. Yeah, I think it was. It was going to be called A Storm in the Stars, which is one mm. of Percy Shelley's poems, but um, they changed the name to just Mary Shelley. I think it was a little yeah. bit sad. Um, <laughs> And there's other theatres in Norwich who are doing it, but this was just something different. Mm-hmm. And I like to I like to play with my scripts. I mm-hmm. like to push them. And if there's not room to sort of play with it and push the boundaries of what we can do with it, then I'm not really interested. And this one, particularly with the role of the creature, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give away too much because it it's mysterious. Um, the creature is something that we, in the script, is supposed to be voice only. Sure. And we thought, or looked, sort of looked at it and thought, actually... There's a lot more we can do. Yeah, you've got to show people the monster, I think. Yeah. That's what people are coming for. And it is quite a monster. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> is it like a Boris Karloff thing with the bolts in the neck and everything, or is it a bit more kind of avant garde? I, I get it. We I thought we'd it. go there, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you tempted to act in this play as well? Um, I, I, thankfully, no. I mean, I love the characters, I love it, but um, I actually had a wonderful array of, of actors. I think for the auditions we had about. 30 or 40 people interested in being in this play for a cast of seven. Mm. So we had a lot of choice. Um, and I love it. I do love being it. I quite like to be Byron, actually. Well, this is the thing. Did you get a lot of people wanting to be Byron? Because we, that's the whole thing about Byron is that everybody kind of wanted to be yeah, him. Yeah, every, quite virtually, there's so many people who want to be Byron. Um, and thankfully, we had Phil, uh, Phil Rowe, who was mm-hmm. playing him, who is a superb actor and has the right gravitas. Sure. Um, I mean, lots of people, they did it amazingly, but Byron has to be spot on. Yeah. And Phil does that spot on. Yeah, because he's not just like kind of a sexy rock star character. He was also like Shirley, a literary mm. genius. He was also, you know, he had And that... he was also quite um, traumatised by different things in his life. Oh, definitely. Like He was on the run too. Yeah, absolutely. And That's what brought him to... Um, between Mary and Byron yeah. is something that recently has come out. They found a copy of Frankenstein from Mary to Byron, mm. in which she'd written this wonderful inscription. Um, so the relationship between the two of them was actually something that was very, um, quite close. Sure. 
I think they kind of recognize that kind of thing in each other about that kind of fatalistic yeah. kind of idea of like just not being able to escape your future, which I think is really cool. So um, what's next for you after uh, Blood and Ice? So after Blood and Ice, I have, I have, I have numerous projects lined up. Um, I'm directing, co-directing mm-hmm. a production of 1916, um, His Year of Attack um, by Sean Lang, who's a very good friend of mine, which is in Cambridge mm-hmm. um, with Angler Ruskin Creative all about William Hague and the Battle of the Somme. Oh, right. And how he didn't... The Battle of the Somme was never planned. Mm. He wanted a completely different attack. Um, and how it it's all about the events just before the Somme and then the effect after. Um, and then I am stage managing dinner at the Seal Barn, so I'm back in Lovely, April. yes, absolutely. Um, and then I'm off to work with Threshold Theatre Company next December for their musical Elf as an assistant director. Based on the film, I hope. Yes. Wonderful. One of my favourites. It's, it's, it's much lighter. I haven't done a light play in a while. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> it's very happy. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, spoiler alert. I don't think Blood Nice will have a happy ending. No, not quite. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't go and see it. So can you please give us all the information we need right now? Absolutely. So it's on from the 11th to the 13th and 17th to the 20th of January with a matinee on the 20th. Tickets are £9 and £7. Um, the Soul Barn doesn't take card at the venue. I should mm-hmm. say that now. So it's okay. cash only there, but you can buy online. Um, and a discount for students, of course. There is. So Welcome Wednesdays. Um, you can get a £5 ticket for students and under 18s. Um, and you can buy them online, um, the Soul Barn website. Or you can get them via St. George's Music Shop. Mm-hmm. Or you can also buy them on the door, but as I said, cash only. That's wonderful. Uh, Sabrina Paul, thank you very much for coming in. We look forward to uh, seeing Blood and Ice very soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you.